You're listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson, the podcast that tells you what it really takes to build a business and the simple steps to get you there. I'm determined to share with you the reality of easy, simple business marketing tips to make passive income so that you can start making money online. Making Money Online is sponsored by Nicola J. Rowley PR helping entrepreneurs and brands get visible through strategic storytelling. If you're serious about being seen and impacting the lives of others, harnessing the power of PR is the best way to grow and scale your business. Visit njrpr.com for more details and read Nicola's best-selling book, The Power of PR. Hello and welcome to today's episode. Today I am talking to Ashley Midal. Ashley is a business coach. She's a top charting podcast host and speaker, and she teaches entrepreneurs how to build a business and life they love. The reason I really wanted to talk to Ashley today is that she's brilliant at genuine relationship building. And we hear all the time how, you know, we should build relationships in business because it's the easiest way to you know, collaborate and also to help each other out with things. It's a great way to get on podcasts. It's a great way to be on people's stages, but it has to be genuine. And I see a lot of people not doing this in a genuine way. So I want to talk to Ashley about how we could do this better. So I'm going to dive straight in. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's podcast. Today, I want to talk about a few different things. And as usual, I have an amazing guest with me. I've introduced Ashley already, so I want to get straight stuck in to get all of the gold. So welcome to the podcast, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) No worries. I'm excited to speak to you because there's so much that's been kind of going on in your world Mm -hmm. over the past few years. But first, I I want to go back a little bit to how you got started because you're doing something quite different now from when you started. Mm -hmm. And I know that we've got we've got weddings in common. So tell (laughs) me a little bit about what you did when you first started in business. Definitely. Well, thank you for asking. So what happened was I'm originally from Ontario, Canada. And shortly after high school, I came out West to Alberta to visit a friend, met a boy, long story short, I ended (laughs) up staying (laughs) and I had to kind of rethink my plans. And I ended up working for an event planner for a summer term and fell in love with the industry, loved the idea of it. But I realized I wanted to work um, maybe like the wedding industry and other types of events. I was doing concerts and um, hockey, like sporting events with this uh, summer term. So I switched gears. I started my own business when I was 21 with the event planning and it just kind of took off from there. But what I realized is at that time, event planners weren't overly common as hired as independents. They were often in-house. So I started creating my own local events instead. And that included like a fashion show that I raised money for the Canadian Cancer Society. I launched a local bridal show to help showcase local wedding businesses. And that's when I started really working with a lot of small business owners and realized that they were looking for more tools, resources, and support. So while I was still operating and running weddings and other events, I started getting asked to help and um, support business owners. So in 2014, I actually ended up launching an annual women in business conference, which I brought in a celebrity keynote, Arlene Dickinson from CBC's Dragon's Den. And I, it just was incredible. And it was one of the biggest game changers for me. (laughs) So that's where things started shifting. Yeah. How did you, so there you are like 20, 20 something year old (laughs) saying, okay, I'm going to put on this big conference for for women. (laughs) What made you go, well, I'll just go straight to a dragon's den to a dragon like who does that (laughs) 
right? <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is that what I did was I kept asking all these small business owners in my community who they wanted to hear from, who inspired them, who like motivated them, whose story did they want to hear, whose advice were they looking for? And Arlene's name kept coming up. And so I just said, well, okay, I will just figure out how to make this happen. Yeah. <laughs> and I just kind of went into it fearless because I was like, well, what do I have to lose? Worst case scenario, she says no, but uh, you know, best case scenario, she says yes. And she absolutely did. <laughs> I think that's brilliant. And I think if only more people did that, I often have people um, come to me and say, you know, I really wanted such and such on my podcast, or I really wanted, mm -hmm. would have loved this person um, to get in touch with this person. And I go, oh, why didn't you do it? Why don't you ask them? And like, well, I couldn't ask them. And it's as if like it's this mm -hmm. huge deal and they can't make that big, brave move. But actually, what have they got to lose? A person can say no, but it doesn't mean anything. Right. I think it's exactly. so cool that you just went and did it because you do one thing like that and it can change. I asked Amy Porterfield, Amy, come on my podcast. She's like, okay. <laughs> and, you know, then it can change everything because then you obviously get mm -hmm. more listeners and, and you must mm -hmm. have had an amazing success with that show that you did with that first conference. It was truly incredible. Like I have never seen an event like that before. And it honestly took me by surprise, the amount of support that rolled in. I, for, to be like completely honest, this, something that really blew me away was I had businesses and organizations reaching out, asking if they could sponsor the event. I have never in my entire career had an event where sponsors came to me. <laughs> so it was just like, what is happening here? But it, to me, was just like such um, a sign that people were looking for this. Business owners were looking for this. And what I was noticing is a lot of small business owners couldn't afford to travel to the U.S. for big events. So to bring something here was just such a game changer for them. And then what was funny is that as I'm still operating events and weddings, I start getting asked to speak and teach and coach on how I worked my social media to sell this event out. Cause that's all I did was I used social media to market it. And so that's where like things started really shifting for me. And I started getting asked to speak all across Canada and into the States. Um, so yes, huge shift there for sure. <laughs> one thing leads to another, doesn't it? And I think that's true of everything in business. You do one thing, you know, I had my mm -hmm. podcast that got to number one and that's why I then got offered a book deal. And, you know, you do one big brave move and it can mean mm -hmm. that many other things happen because it's like a snowball effect. Yes. One of the things that you are kind of known for and that I love about you is your Instagram. Like you, you teach people how to do social media in a really natural way, which I love. What mm -hmm. is your biggest mm -hmm. tip when it comes to people coming to you with Instagram? What do you see the most of that you wish people knew? I think a lot of people get caught up in trying to create unique content or trying to post consistently. They get overwhelmed easily. And I think, and they're also looking to try to get their numbers up, right? Everybody's always trying to get, increase the numbers, increase the following. And I think what happens is most often I see business owners forgetting to actually connect with those that are currently in their community. So what I notice is that they're not they're not sharing, they're not talking, they're not connecting, they're not having conversations, they're so busy trying to get the next person that they're forgetting about who's already there and who's already supporting them. So one of my biggest tips is take time to go have DM conversations. And I mean, genuine conversations. I don't mean a sales pitch. I don't mean, hey, can you jump into this? Or have you thought about offering or, you know, buying this? I mean, just asking about them, getting to know them. Because yes. when you truly care and create a genuine connection, you're going to have supporters for life. I think that's so true. And I think that 
One of the biggest differences I'm seeing in 2023 with those businesses that are successful compared to those that are still struggling is this personal <laughs> connection. For a long time, people were like, automate everything, go as far away from your audience as possible. And actually, the thing that has really shown me this year is the more connected I am to my audience. And when I look at my clients, the ones that are, are in there getting to know their clients and that real personal touch of either DMing or, or even video messaging, um, they're the mm -hmm. ones having the greatest success. How important do you think this personal outreach is going to become over the next few years? I think it's going to be really, really important because especially as like algorithms change and, you know, just all these different things coming out, uh, like the chat GPT, like mm -hmm. all of these new, you know, technical um, advances, they are fantastic. But my fear is that we're going to lose our voices, our unique connections, and that, you know, it's going to become generic. And I don't want that. I want to see everyone still bring their unique personal brands to the table and also just stay connected to not just be focused on what's ahead, but who's right there in your community right now. Yeah, I think that's so important. Um, everyone keeps talking mm -hmm. about, you know, are you using the chat AI and I'm not using it. And I wrote something, I wrote an email the other day and someone wrote back to me and said, mm -hmm. Oh, you can tell you've written this with the chatbot. I was like, I don't use it. And now everyone's thinking everybody's writing everything with it. And actually we are right. going to lose that, that personalness that we have if we automate absolutely everything. That's not how things should be. Um, so you, you then kind of went into helping people with Instagram. How did you come to doing what, you know, you have a new conference coming up, um, a new event. How did you come to doing that? Are you, have you kind of gone full circle back to doing what you love? <laughs> Right. Okay. So this is where it got really interesting for me. And this is where there was also some really big shifts for me. So what I noticed is that I ran the conference um, in person for a few years and took a break just before the pandemic hit. So then when the pandemic hit, I was like, okay, Okay. This is good because it gives me time to reassess. Up to the pandemic, I was still running the event and wedding planning business. I was doing 35 to 40 weddings a summer. It was just crazy. Wow. So I really felt like the pandemic was like a good reset for me. So what I noticed is that during the pandemic, all events and weddings obviously stopped. It allowed me to go full time with the business and social media coaching, which is something I just love so much. So as much as I loved the event and wedding industry with, you know, with the brides, with the weddings, they're usually, I always say usually, this is an ongoing joke and you'll probably get this, that they're usually one time clients. Yeah. <laughs> you hope. You hope. <laughs> and so that's where I noticed like with the business and social media coaching, these are women that I got to work with ongoing and nonstop. And I just fell in love with that. So it um, was really good because right before the pandemic, I also launched my podcast. And what I noticed is that my podcast was, um, I was inspired to be able to connect further out of my business community and connect with female entrepreneurs everywhere. And so it was just really cool and how that all kind of came together. So during the pandemic, I was going full time with the social media and business coaching, fell in love with that. I did run a virtual conference online so people could join from anywhere. And that was a huge success. And then I took a pause again because I thought, you know, I would love to do this one day, bring the conference back to life. And so I kind of have this ongoing joke and it's become, I think, part of my brand now that I like to say I have one day goals. 
And every time I've said one day, usually it starts happening within like one to two months. I don't know what it is. I'm not sure what's kind of behind this or what kind of magic there is. But when I first had the idea of the podcast, I wrote it down as a one day goal and I shared it with my team. And I said, one day I'd love to run a podcast. Like that's a goal. I see, you know, Jenna Kutcher and Amy Porterfield, and I just love what they do. And I would love to do that one day. And I was just like, okay, one day goal. Two months later, it was in the works. <laughs> it is funny. I think as soon as you get something in your head, opportunities right. just arise. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what happened. So earlier this year, I had been working with the brand, the Fairmont. And so I know that's an international um, yeah. brand. And we have a few properties here in the mountains that are some of my absolute favorite. And I was working with a client of mine that was running a retreat there in um, one of them in the mountains in Jasper. And so I was like daydreaming while I was there thinking, oh my gosh, it would be so great to one day <laughs> run my conference again. And so I ended up just talking to one of the managers of the Fairmont and she was like, let's talk about what that could look like. And I was like, yeah, like, I don't, you know, I don't have a keynote yet. Uh, I'd have to like really look into that. The the celebrity keynotes already like usually the big part of the draw. So I'd have to figure that out, but you know, send me some more details. So that was in March. <laughs> wow. And, uh, and what happened was a few weeks after I had that conversation, I got up one morning really early and my mind was just suddenly spinning. And I was thinking, you know, one day, <laughs> who do I want as a keynote? Like, who are my dream keynotes? And there was a few that came to mind. And I was like, I just curious, you know, what their fee looks like. You know, I, there's a few that I would love that you rarely take speaking engagements. And so anyways, I decided to reach out to just get some more details. Two days later, my dream keynote assistant wrote back. And I couldn't believe it. Like, I honestly had to pinch myself. <laughs> and um, she said, I think that, you know, this person would really love your event. Can you send us some more details? So I spent the weekend writing up all the details of everything I've done thus far with my conference, who I've had, what I have for a vision this year. And I got a personal voice memo back. Um, two hours after sending that email from her and saying she's in. And I just, I can't even, I can't even describe it. So it all came back to that dang one day goal saying. <laughs> I wish more people would do that and just go, instead of one day, let's start now. I often have people mm -hmm. who say, you know, this is what I want to do. I'm going to do one of your courses. I'm going to do this. I want to become an entrepreneur, all these different things. And then they say, I'm going to put it on my vision board. And I really want mm -hmm. to rip up the vision board <laughs> and go, well, just start now. You know, just mm -hmm. start thinking now, how could I make this happen? Like, which is exactly what you did. You know, it only takes mm -hmm. one action, doesn't it, to start something rolling. And you yes. wrote to them and said, well, let's see, you know, what's the hardest thing that can happen? They say no. Right. Or, yeah, you can't afford them or, or whatever. But by mm -hmm. doing this one brave thing, it really can change everything and imagine how this is going to play out now because you get one person who is a keynote who is amazing a celebrity you can then get whoever else you want exactly and it just <laughs> i feel like it just opens up so much opportunity like and just like you were saying when you know what's the like worst case scenario they say no best case scenario they say yes and they're all in and that's what happened in this case like you know i had nothing to lose because it was just a vision a dream a goal that i had a one day goal so like i said that's become an ongoing joke um so and kind of like just something that we laugh at. 
thank you. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to see who it is, and I'm excited to see who else you get there as well, because this could be like something oh. huge. Um, and it's so yeah, good that you're you. doing it where you are, because I think that people often say, well, mm-hmm. we'll go to the US and do it. And I'm all for, yeah. for trying to do conferences where people come to you. <laughs> Mm-hmm, exactly right and I honestly wanted to pick like I'm very specific with my events I'm really strategic I really want to create and you know this as an event planner wedding planner um, that it's a lot about the guest experience and for me that's what I've always focused on so when I think about creating this uh, originally my conference was here in Camrose which is just outside of Edmonton um, but in Jasper that's right into the mountains and I really truly wanted to create something where it was a distraction free event you know like that idea of and I know you You've done this with your retreats and it's like allowing us to get away and fully solely focus on our business with nothing else going on. And that is so hard for entrepreneurs and solopreneurs because we have so much going on in our lives and we're juggling so much. Right. And so I really wanted to create this incredible experience, not just like a one day thing um, or, you know, where you drive in, drive out. I wanted to create something where it was a full getaway and on top top of that where we're hosting it in Jasper at the Fairmont Jasper Park Lodge it's its own little village there's nothing else around it so it's outside of the town site uh, and it's just incredible so I am so excited for this <laughs> dream come really true shows a respect for your clients as well because I think some people put things on and they expect people to go there and people go there and it's not really an experience you you sit there you listen and it isn't an experience but actually mm-hmm. when people and I'm going to say it especially women get time to take time for themselves to go to a business retreat. If you can give them time for themselves, that isn't just business, that is how they feel and what they're looking at and having an experience where they feel as if they're rested and inspired, Mm -hmm. it makes such a difference. And it shows that you care more about them as people rather than them as just business women. Exactly. And when you mentioned that, it reminded me of something that I'd love to share with you that I did for fun when I created this. And it's it's an idea that I've always had for a long time, but it never fit with anything I was doing. So I decided to try something this year. And what I did, and this comes back to building that authentic connection, a genuine connection with your community on Instagram. And what I did was I announced that I was going to be bringing my event back and that I was so excited. And that's all I said. And what I did was I decided to put out a mystery offer. So I'm not sure if you've ever done this before. I have never, but I was so excited to try it. And so what I said is that I'm going to put out a mystery offer. There's going to be a massive bonus for anybody that trusts me without knowing any of the details other than the date and location. Will you buy a ticket? So it's an an actual event that people are going to go to. Yes, exactly. So they knew that it would be some kind of event that they knew it would be in Jasper at the Fairmont brand and they knew the date. That's all they knew. (laughs) And I generated $10,000 in 48 hours from this mystery offer. Because they know, because they've seen that you put on amazing (laughs) events. So of course they're going to want to (laughs) go. Right. And it was just so fascinating to me because half of them were in my community and half of them had either just maybe been watching me on Instagram or knew somebody that knew me and bought in because they said, you know, she 
puts on amazing events and you're going to want to be there. And to me, it was just so interesting. And then what was really exciting, and they didn't know this, and I told them that they would find out after they bought the ticket. What I did was I actually upgraded them to VIP tickets. So they actually get a meet and greet with the celebrity keynote, all of the other speakers. They have a private lunch with the speakers and um, front row seats. So it is just going to be the most incredible experience. And I've never done anything like this to see that all kind of come to life and come back to just looking at those genuine connections with my community was pretty incredible. Love that you over-delivered as well. So you told them there was going to be an event. They knew they were going to be able to network and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So yes, it was a mystery, but it wasn't that much of a mystery. They didn't know who was speaking, but they knew it was you and they, they knew it was mm-hmm. going to be an event. But then two after they bought the ticket, tell them that they were going to go VIP. I think that's brilliant because most people don't do that. Once people have bought in, they're like, oh, well, we don't have to do anything special right now mm-hmm. um and i've seen that with mystery offers and there are some things about invisible offers that i, I don't love but you know events i do think is mm-hmm. a little bit different and the fact that you did that you went mm-hmm. over and above for them i think that people remember that i think people mm-hmm. remember how they make you know how you make someone feel yes and that's what you want to be as a business person you want to make sure that we know it costs so much more to get new clients than to deliver to existing clients and get existing clients to buy from us over and over again. And they will, if you over deliver. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, it just, it came back to, you know, that building those genuine connections on Instagram and, you know, building that trust. It's like that, the no like and trust factor Mm -hmm. and getting people to know that you are going to deliver and over deliver and make sure that they have the best experience possible. So yeah, it was really, really cool to see that all kind of come to life. (laughs) Is that where you get most of your clients, Instagram? Yes, I would say like 99.9% is Instagram. There is definitely referrals, but I would say majority of it is straight Instagram. And that's where I honestly have spent the most time and not even just spent the most time. Like, I don't mean it in say content generation. I spend the most time in there in connections. So one of my mentors always jokes that we kind of hashtagged it like DM problems. So I get serious DM problems problems. And when I say that, I mean, I get hundreds a day and it's sometimes really difficult to keep up with, <laughs> but I'm all, it's also very important to me that it's coming from me. It's never going to be an autoresponder. It's never going to be someone I hire to do it. It's always really important that I have those conversations. Same. So sometimes that. it may take me a little bit of time to get back to everybody, but uh, it's really important that it's me. And I love having those conversations and it comes back to those genuine connections again. Yeah. I think it is important. And I mean, I, I hope I'm not sounding disrespectful when I say this, but you don't have a huge Instagram account and yet you're getting all of these sales from Instagram, which means that it is Mm -hmm. all about that personal connection. Yes, exactly. And that's one thing that I've loved. And I also try to share with when I teach social media or Instagram specifically is that, you know, when people come to say a workshop of mine, maybe a lot of times, a lot of business owners come to me and they've got maybe a couple hundred or a couple thousand followers. And so they look at like 5,000 followers as a lot, or, you know, 10,000 or anything more than that is like a crazy amount. And it comes back to not worrying about the numbers because there are tons of people. And I've had clients that have come to me with 20, 40, 60, 80,000 followers, but they don't have the connection. So their engagement is like next to nothing. And to me, I'd much rather have a thousand followers that I connect with all the time than I would 80,000 that no one talks to me because there's no connection, right? It's a vanity metric at the end of the day, but I love that you've got that because most people who are Instagram, teaching Instagram, they've got these big followings, some of which they've bought and Mm -hmm. they talk about, about their Instagram as if you have to have like 
100,000 before you can get anywhere with Instagram. And actually you can make a massive dent and you can make a lot of sales with Mm -hmm. 5,000 people on Instagram. Exactly. Like I'm living proof. Like I've had up to $20,000 launch days before on Instagram. Um, So it really had, and that was back with between two and 3000 followers. So truthfully, it has nothing to do with the numbers. It's all coming back to those connections and those relationships that you build on there with everybody. So anybody that's listening that has a small following, like I really encourage to build those connections over numbers. I think that's great. And one of the questions that I have, how do you build connections without sounding spammy or not genuine? (laughs) (laughs) So that's a really good question. And something I get a lot because it's a lot of people are like, well, I feel like I want to tell them what I do. So what you can use your content for is that for absolutely right in your posts, in your stories, Um, sharing more about you and behind the scenes is the first thing, because if somebody feels like they're getting to know you, that's one of the biggest compliments I get on from my stories, for example, is that people feel like they're having a conversation with me or they're just kind of sitting in and watching what I'm doing. Um, So they feel like they're right there with me. And that's really important to me. I never want it to sound like I'm trying to talk to a mass audience. I try to sound like I'm having those connections that way. And then the other thing that I really recommend is get to know your audience. So the first thing you can do is really encourage engagement through your stories, such as polls and asking questions. Polls is the easiest one. That's one thing I find that most people like to just easily click as they're flipping through. Um, And then what I notice is that I quite often get messages from those types of stories after that starts conversation. So a lot of the time, it's not even me starting the conversations, it's them reaching out, which I absolutely love. I will never approach somebody in the DMs and be like, hey, have you bought this? Or hey, are you doing this? Right? So um, it's all comes from those genuine connections. Every once in a while, I'll see someone that follows me and we have friends in common, I'll reach out and, you know, mention that and then ask about them. I'm not looking to sell right off the bat. That's such a good way of doing it. I mean, we all get so many of those DMs that are like, what are your goals over the coming year? And it's like, come on, we know what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It still ends up sounding like you're trying to sell something to them because you're asking something specific about that, right? Yeah. And I I love it when I get one. I think actually I got one from you. I think I love it when I get like real DMs that are like, oh, I I see we know this person. What are you you up to kind of thing? And you can tell when it's genuine. I think the intention comes through. And so I think don't be scared to to go out there and and dm people and do it in a in a genuine way of building relationships yes. and that's absolutely fine to do i think often we're scared that we'll we'll feel spammy or salesy in some way Right, exactly. And the other thing is, is that for me, what I try to do is I really try to include my audience in decision making. So when I was, you know, planning the conference, I started asking poll questions saying, okay, I'm going to make an announcement. Which day do you want it on? And they voted. And so I went with the date that they wanted and things like that. Right. So again, it's including them in some of the decision-making, which makes them feel like they're a part of it, which then of course builds that relationship. And then it adds the excitement piece to when you're launching a new product or a new service. Yeah. It makes so much sense. So mm-hmm. I'm going to finish off with this. Um, if somebody wanted to come to said conference, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> maybe I'm asking for a friend um, in Canada with beautiful views, where is the best place <laughs> for them to go and check out how they can grab a ticket? 
Yes, absolutely. So I'm going to have it all listed on the website. Ticket sales will go live. So I will mention that I cut off the ticket sales from that mystery offer. And then now they're going to be going live May 2nd when the keynote is announced. And that will be right on my website at ashleymadeall.com. I'll, I'll make sure I give you the links for that to put it in show notes if that's the easiest. So people yes, can just please. click without having to spell that. Um, and yeah, I think uh, that will probably be the easiest way. Of course, you can always reach out to me on Instagram. I'm always happy to to chat and answer any questions there. I've been getting a ton of questions about the conference. People are just so excited for it, which I love. Um, it's just asking like, is there going to be a room block? Is there going <laughs> to, right? Like, yeah. what are we packing? What should we pack? And I'm like, I'm loving these questions. I'll let you know as soon as the keynote is announced. <laughs> so yeah, so <laughs> you can find all the details. We're going to have a page up on my website specifically for the conference and how to get um, a ticket if it's general or VIP. And, uh, and one other thing that I am very excited about is I'm actually working on creating my own journal to put out at the conference, which will be all about one day goals. So I can't wait to, uh, to put that out at the same time. That's so cool. Guys, go and have a look. Um, go um, over to the to the website. We put it in the show notes here so you can go and see. And also, if you're looking to like get better at Instagram, just think of new ways that you can connect on a more personal level with your followers in, in, on Instagram. Go over to Instagram and check out Ashley over there as well. She's always giving tips. Like, Go and check out the stories. She's always giving tips there and carousels and things like that. So you'll be able to get more information. Um, thank you so much, Ashley, for coming on today and sharing about your one day goals. Um, I'm going to have some one day goals. I'm going to write some one day and see if they happen. Like I'm just putting it out there that one day I'm going to have a TV show talking about money. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love this. And if you will, wouldn't mind, write it like on a sticky note and put it on a wall, take a photo and tag me in it. It is one of my most favorite things to do. And that's another thing you'll see on my Instagram. And I'm always using post-it notes. Really, I need a brand partnership with post-it. <laughs> um, but Hi, I'm always using that and encouraging entrepreneurs to put those sticky notes with those one day goals where you can see them. Uh, Cause that's what I did when it came to the podcast, it came to this event and uh, it it's really a game changer. Cause it's something that's in front of me and reminding me and just kind of front of mind. And uh, so if anybody has those one day goals, I'd love to see them, including you, Lisa, put, uh, put something down on a sticky note and tag me in it. It's something I just love to see. I'll definitely do it. And I encourage all of you to as well. Thank you so much for coming on today. And thank you guys for listening as always every week. Um, I will be back next week with another episode of Making Money Online. Until then, have an amazing week, whatever it is that you're doing. Thank you so much, Lisa. Have an amazing day too. Thank you for listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson. If you'd like to get hold of my guide to launching, go to lisajohnson.com forward slash launch and let's get you making money online.